This episode of The Loop is brought to you by G4. Did you hear? Golf footwear innovator G4 just dropped their latest, the Gallivant Tour. Pronounced Gallivant Tour, it's made to seriously upgrade your golf game. Combining two of G4's best-selling designs, the Gallivant Tour brings together two shoes we all know and love, the stylish Gallivanter and the ultra-comfortable MG4 Plus, making for a dreamy waterproof golf shoe. The unique cleat system, named G-Pod, provides increased traction and torque in the signature G4 pops of color. And with 13 points of contact with the ground, weight is evenly dispersed for unparalleled stability on the course. Coming in a variety of styles, there's one for every golfer out there. Most of us got the camo version, while Steven got the version with contrasting tuxedo stripes. Whether you're looking for pops of color, camouflage soles, or a touch of tradition with long wing brogues, there's a Gallivant Tour for you. Head to g4.com, that's G-F-O-R-E.com to check them out. Had an awesome setup. We were on the 16th hole. We had a cool suite, but just trying to get in the main entrance, we we couldn't get in like past the 18th hole. It was like jammed for like 45 minutes, wow. just standing. It was It was unbelievable. Welcome back to The Loop. I'm Alex Myers. As always, I'm joined by Steve Hennessy and Christopher Powers. Got a fun show today with the guys from Bob Does Sports joining us in a bit. Tell us about their week at the uh, WM Phoenix Open, uh, the Tito Shorties Classic as well they were involved in. So we got some stuff with that. But first, a lot is happening. A lot. And it's all over the country because we have CP out in L.A., for Riviera this week. We got boots on the ground there. We got Steve making an escape from New York this morning, a dramatic escape. He changed the date of his flight for a golf trip to Myrtle Beach. Dedicated, uh, baby. Amazing. And so, Steve, you, with this blizzard coming or whatever, what, Nor'easter or whatever, I'm seeing 10 inches, maybe. Uh, your flight was going to be in the morning. I mean, you 100% weren't getting out. No. Really move. You're you're in you're down in uh, South Carolina then, yeah, down in Myrtle. Um, got a trip with my brother and my buddy Eric for this weekend or for this week, and yeah, pulled the last minute move. Was a tough sell to the wife. Like we we were hosting a Super Bowl party last night, and Eric was in my ear like, "Hey, I think we got to move our flight," and we're hosting already stressed with a toddler yeah. and our kids there. I just kept waiting for the right moment. Never quite got there. But eventually, it's never I, a right moment for that. No, <laughs> threw up the hail mary, and uh, you know it was it was caught, and here we are already in Myrtle Beach. It's raining. I'm coming to you outside the uh, Marriott Grand Dunes villas here in the rain. But uh, oh beats, man, raining beats uh, ten inches of snow. Yeah, it's supposed to be good the rest of the, the week. Oh, so nice, nice. Be good. You're gonna get get out today. Get an extra round in then today. No, get some Fun work today for get sure. Get some work. Wow, yeah. grind side. Look at this. What's the weather like in uh, LA, CP? What are what are the boys nice. expecting at Riv? It's just a perfect sixty to sixty-five degrees right oh, yeah. now. Christmas, crisp air, glorious. Uh, it looks like it might rain on the weekend. Hopefully, that doesn't happen because, uh, I mean, it's been crazy the last few weeks, as we know, between Pebble and and the frost delays that waste management hopefully uh 
the rain doesn't come and they can actually, although limited field, they should have no problem finishing on time this week. So yeah. that's Very true. Exciting. Obviously Tigers playing, so it's going to be a, a bit of a shit show of the good kind though. The good kind. Yeah. Um, and what you're going to some other event. Can you tell us yeah. about that? Or is that like a lot of the, inf- a lot of the information is confidential until, yeah. until later this evening, I believe, but it okay. is, it's going to be the clothing line announcement. Obviously, we gotcha. saw, saw the teaser on uh, social media. Sunday red hated it because they hate everything. So yeah. uh, excited to actually see it in person, get my eyes on it, and uh, yeah, see what he's wearing this week. It's going to be uh, interesting. It's going to be different. It's going to be, be different. Hard, hard Will the goat at. be there? Will he be at this event in person? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, they haven't said that in the emails. Uh, I would imagine so, but I don't. I, don't I would. Know hope so and yeah, think right? so, but you, you never know with him right. but if it's like his own line you would think they'd want him to like yeah, yeah, try out a little enthusiasm yeah, yeah so i would that sounds awesome i would i would knock on wood i think you'll have a, a goat encounter then tonight so yeah i hope uh, so we'll see on a much worse note uh so you guys are traipsing around having a great time uh, I got off the phone or the video conference with my uh, this uh, orthopedic. And I said my orthopedic. I didn't have an orthopedic till a week ago. Um, surgery is scheduled for Friday on my knee. Uh, he said, uh, according, this was a quote, you have a major tear of the meniscus. You need surgery right away. This oh is what God. happens to the great athletes of our generation. Uh, I guess. Huge injury. Like, what's his name yesterday? Got it onto the field. Well, I was going to say, I'm, right. I'm embarrassed by when I, people are like, what happened? I'm like, well, I was swinging a golf club in my house and my knee popped. But then I see this guy, Dre Greenlaw, who, I mean, one of the best players on the Niners. Yeah. He's jogging out onto the field and Radical he airs his Achilles. Like, so I, I, I feel horribly for him, especially because who knows, maybe they had a little better coverage on that touchdown at the end where the guy was, I mean, the least dramatic touchdown you could ever have to win yeah. a Super Bowl in overtime. Um, Shout out Georgia, yeah. Nicole Hardman though. Nicole, yeah, exactly. Georgia, dude, that's more. Hardman. Remember that, that, that crazy it. Bama stat? No Bama guy scored a point in the Super Bowl. I mean, right there, me, uh, Georgia guy scores a game-winning touchdown. It's what a crazy stat. But anyway, feel bad for Drake Greenlaw, but it made me feel a little better that a high level athlete like that can get hurt doing nothing um and and again the golf swing people don't give it credit the people who say golf isn't a sport are idiots the golf swing is such an awkward it's like when we talk about pitching it's like a it's just a bad awkward motion and the golf swing you're using like every part of your body you're twisting you're turning you're sequencing Anyway, I I, to, I, it was warm. It was warm at home on Saturday. I went to the range to work out. Great some weekend. Yeah. My Patty, uh, Patty Harrington tips and turned on my whoop and burned more calories in 40 minutes at the range than I do working out at home. Really? There you go. So you have the proof. And by the way, check out CP's thing with Patty. We, we, we've talked about it before, obviously, and it happened a while more back. To come. More to come. So I didn't wow. realize it was going to be a series. Yeah, it turned out. Because of my rambling um, on the breakdown portion, we had to break it up. But kind of, uh, kind of works out a little. Serious. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. Exciting stuff. Um, but yeah. So uh, 
you guys are living it up and I'm just waiting for it to cut open like a dog over here. So uh, we'll, well see. Most importantly, your trip is like later in the summer, right? Yes. So you'll, you'll be good for that. I should be. And it's actually a week later than normal, which not that it come down to that, but it's, yeah, it's in July. You'll be uh, back playing by June, they think. Is that it? I would hope even earlier. Oh, well, we'll take, it's time weird. Tables. It's like, time table season. Time season. No, this is what's crazy. If they can fix it, and by the way, he goes, he goes, in your age group, that's unlikely. So like I'm I'm old, basically. He, oh, he told me to my face that I'm old. He's like, in your age group, it's probably only 10% that I can fix this. And even if I do, it's probably seven, only 70% that it works. So I'm like, all right, that's great. So more likely he can't fix it and he just takes the entire meniscus out. And so yeah. I didn't really get into the details like what that means. But then he goes, he goes, well, if we only do that, you'll be back in like four weeks. If wow. he fixes it though, I have to wear a brace for a month straight where I don't bend my leg for a month straight. And wow. then I start rehab. So that now we're talking months. But even if it's three months, that takes us to what? March, April, May. Yeah. So I, you know. It happened at the right time of the year. It did. Would have been nice if it happened even a month earlier. But yes, it it, it, it could have. I can't imagine if it happened like on a golf trip. What a disaster. Mm. Like it could have. I was just swinging a club. Right. I don't even know. Yeah. Anyway, it's I'll, scary. I'll be be careful. Careful. Yeah, yeah. Be careful out there. Be careful out there, everybody. Um, so speaking of Greenlaw, that was going to be our segue. I, we've got to mention the Super Bowl first. We we asked the, the Bob the Sports guys about it too. Two of them were idiots like me, hopped on the Niners last minute. Pat Perez was smart. He knew not to bet against Mahomes. Although, again, I'm sorry. Just like the Eagles should have won last year, the Niners should have won the game last night. A bad punt by the Chiefs. Gave them a touchdown. It's one of the sickest things ever. Such a bad punt. It hits an oh, up high. It was like a 60-yard play. They hadn't scored a touchdown yet. I mean. But also that Pacheco fumble, like, with. Yeah. You know, they're on the five-yard line. Like, they're about Okay, to but, score. yeah, but McCaffrey fumbled it, like, the 20. Fair, fair. So, I mean, yeah. so I feel like those evened out. And then this was, like, the Chiefs had nothing going. And it was, and they kick a punt. And they, it's muffed whatever you want to call it, and they score in the next play. It changed the whole game. Crazy. Um, but no, I, I I shouldn't bet against him. Of course, I told you guys, the only times I bet on him, well, I know one of them was the Super Bowl against Brady because I always bet against Brady and lost. And of course, Brady beat him that time. So I cannot win with Pat Mahomes. I, I, I'm i an idiot, though. Yeah, uh, you're guys, probably you guys I did hit Mr. Ice's Pat Mahomes rushing yards, though. That was <laughs> Easy oh win. Oh my God, Purdy, Purdy missed by two yards. Because he took a knee. Because he had that. I, that but, might, I mean, I, but then, but he took the knee, and we we're like, all right, we're going overtime. We'll get another crack here. But he did not run. Yeah. And then I also, my other favorite play I, that I actually made was Valdez scaling over twenty and a half. I don't wow. know if you knew this, but he ran backwards when he had like a seven yard. Yes. Yeah. He he ended on twenty yards. So no way. <laughs> that is sick. Oh, that man. that was one of the weirdest. It went from like a seven or eight yard gain to a four yard loss. Yeah, four, yeah, it was yeah. absolutely wild. So you got but it. I did. I was like, Jeff Feinberg, our boy, had a hilarious tweet earlier in the week about everyone who wouldn't take a side. And I, I was that coward all week. I just could not bring myself to take a side. I, and I ended up 
two times betting the Chiefs live in the middle of the game. So and oh, then the nice. first time in like for you nine weeks, I'm gonna get a Venmo from my bookie. So that's nice. Awesome. I gotta say, I think I'm since the Eagles beat the Pats because again, obviously, I was betting against the Pats. That's the last Super Bowl I, I won. <laughs> I lose every year. It, I felt confident about this one. It, it didn't. I, I, like I wanted I to go in Niners too, like you guys. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, I switched yeah, the last I was, day. I switched I was, day. Oh, you were Chiefs. Okay. Yeah, but it it didn't feel like the right side for most of the game. No. You know, no. they were played. Um, even in the way the overtime started. Um, yeah, I was down pretty big the beginning of the week, so I went a little extra hard on all these props. I think I had like 600 bucks down uh, exposure wise, but ended up with a very nice week so it was Thank clutch you, yeah Thank the kelsey you. receiving yards over was nice some un- just some unbelievable plays down the stretch yeah you did that looks that looked like an awful bet for most of the game oh, I yeah. under receptions hit mm. uh debo over two and a half carries um yeah the longest kick return under 26 and a half there was not one of them that was returned yeah. that was i was gonna say there's no returns anymore that's a great bet yeah so uh, shout out Josh Applebaum from VEASAN for that one. I, I was on VEASAN on Wednesday, and they actually asked me for my Super Bowl pick. It was like <laughs> a very proud moment for me. Nice. I was taken aback for five seconds. I was like, I just have to let this soak in. I was just yeah. asked for my Super Bowl <laughs> pick on a Vegas national radio show. Yeah. Very, very good. You're, yeah. you're really, you've made it. You really made yeah, it. Exactly. Um, yeah. There, again, tough. Oh. It was even worse for me, and let's get we'll get into the WM Phoenix Open for a bit. Uh, because I had well, I had Cam Young and he just uh, he Yes, just, we did. We have to go deeper with Cam Young because that was brutal. Literally never. He just doesn't have it. Sorry, guys. He just, he's had it, man. Does he not has. have it. He does not have it. He huh. he's not a winner. Um, I gotta stop betting on him. Not that I've done much, but I I I felt good and not, but was- in my weekly pick 'em. I had the first five guys and it escalates if you don't get someone. So it's up to like 40 bucks a man, five guys. I had first pick. So obviously Scheffler, five to one guy going for the three-peat, takes the lead against Charlie Hoffman and Nick Taylor even. And I'm like, I was counting the money. I mean, I was counting the money. Now I probably would have bet even more on the Niners or something else and lost it anyway. But so then to go from that flipping where Scheffler, I think it was three holes in a row, he missed from like inside of five feet on the back nine. I, I've never seen the like of it. He is, I know he doesn't want to talk about it. He's so media, bad. Media driven. Yeah. He, it's like, how he could put it off of a green? I've never seen. A, not at that course. I've never seen. Oh, well, no. actually, obviously, Ollie on, on seven. Yeah, like into the water. Yeah. But on 18, I don't think. Yeah. And someone of Scheffler's caliber, like you might yeah. see from, you know, some other jabroni. That was yeah. insane. So he's he's one back of Hoffman, but Hoffman, it's like right as Hoffman makes like another birdie. I was like, I can't believe Charlie Hoffman. I, I didn't even know he played anymore. I got to be honest. <laughs> I had no idea. Or how he's even in the field. Probably a sponsor's invite. Yeah, yeah. He, he is, he is. yeah exactly. Well, right. You've like, heard of the last we heard from him was, I think, at this tournament two years ago when he did that Instagram post about Saudis and Liz. Oh, and that's that, right. That, yeah. It was like yes. A deal. And then, 
never to be heard from again. Until never to be heard from again. Um, yeah, so he makes the putt. I think I'm playing through. But then Scheffler sticks it to 20 feet on the par five. So I'm like, all right, I got a chance for the tie. And then, if, you know, if not, birdie. Horrible lag putt to about four feet. Misses the putt. And then he missed it. I mean, it was, he's it's crazy. Anyway, congrats to Nick Taylor. I will say about Nick Taylor, was I was saying Cam Young does not have it. Nick Taylor is a guy like Homo. When he's in the mix, he wins. I mean, yeah. like, you don't see him for months, but then he pops up there and he does not go away. And he shot the 60 on Thursday and he hung in there. And I- it was crazy because that opening <laughs> tee shot in the final round looked very shaky and he looked shaky yeah. a lot of points on the front nine. But when it mattered most, he birdied his final three holes, right? I mean, major stuff. He birdied, he birdied 18 three times. Crazy. I mean, that's crazy. It's not the, I mean, it's not a hard hole, but it's not. It is, it is wild how embarrassing that hole has become. I mean, Hoffman just blasted over the bunkers. I'm not, you know, it's in a long way, but he's, he's an older player and it's just a driver wedge for everybody. It used to I mean, be so in play. The, that bunker complex was a big deal. It's like Oakmont right. Church pews up the left side. Right. Now the guys are going to the right, like, you know, in the rough, we saw a bunch of guys doing that for yeah. the angle. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. It, it it is it is shame, but he it it does make for. I remember there was that other year, right where uh, Finau was about to win and Webb birdied eighteen. You get a lot of birdies on that hole now. And PTSD, um, I was on Finau that year. All right, yeah, tough. Uh, but yeah, so I got. I I, come, we've won a lot at this tournament. Brooks, we have, and that's I was that's on Scotty's first one. You yeah, know, Brooks. Cam, Cam starts charging. I was like, man, maybe this is just I, kind of our. I, I exactly. I thought it was meant to be. And I was like, this is amazing. Once again, get leading up to the Super Bowl. I'm going to hit with either Cam. Then he fell off. But I was like, Scheffler. I, I thought Scheffler was going to waltz to it. 100%. Uh, wasn't, was not meant to be, unfortunately. I can't believe you were on Cam also, Myers, because CPM yeah. got a text Wednesday night from our buddy D Gord from ESPN. was like, I hope you guys are ready to bet on our guy CY's first PGA Tour win. Really? I've never I, made a bet so fast in my life. Yeah, I was like, okay. And I, yeah, I just did it. At Bet365, they had a uh, enhanced win up to 51 to 1. I put decent coin on it. And yeah, wow. it was feeling I had, good. I had my tweet ready. Go follow D Gord. He's a legend. The legend. I was so ready to go. And then yeah. just counting the money. I um, just, I saw he was 40 to 1. And you know, a year ago he would have been twenty to one, yeah. or fifteen even, and I and I knew he just almost won in Dubai. I figured desert golf, and I just said it's a good value there. So anyway, I was on him. That's funny we didn't even talk about it. Um, but again, it wasn't it wasn't to be. Unfortunately, same old shit. Yeah, uh, same old same old shit. Um, so anyway, all right, WN Phoenix Open. Uh, uh, before we get into Bob does sports, and we talk about it with these guys. Your guys' reactions, and again, I don't want to sound like the old man here. You know, I, I everybody should have fun at a tournament, but it did seem like it maybe crossed the line a bit this year. There was just a little too much going on with the fans. I wonder what, what you guys thought about that. Yeah, I mean, and CP's been here um, covering the tournament. I've been as a fan. Um, it's just so different than any other sporting event. It's such a great thing to differentiate golf from um other events and like bring yes. the casual i i realized yes. this year it seems like the golf tournament isn't really even a part of it it's just a giant party but 
at least there's like that pseudo introduction to golf. And I feel like that's a good thing for the game. I, I know people probably didn't even, like, there were, you know, 20, 30,000 people who didn't even watch a golf shot this week. And, you know, you could say what you want about that, but I still think it's just a good thing to have golf on the minds of, you know, the casual fan. It's good for the game. Um, it does seem like it crossed the line a bunch of points. There were so many examples, speed turning and yelling at the guy after his swing, but he hit it to 10 feet. Uh, yeah. JT staring the guy down, whether it's Saturday or Sunday, I forget. Um, but, you know, one week out of the year for them to have to deal with this, to deal with what the other sports deal with. I realize golf is all about focusing, et cetera, but it's it's all, all about fun to me. And I, I think fun in the game is is a good thing. So, Yeah, I see that, you know, other, other sports, they get heckled, but it's kind of like a white kind of noise kind of deal when that's happening yeah. i think although the nba now every, you know russell westbrook has to kick out every fan that screams nowadays so it's kind of a product of the modern day athlete you know yeah. a bit softer it's also a product of this stuff probably happens every year and it's just you know everyone's got their camera phone out now and i think that's part of the problem with the culture at this tournament is you know how can ev- everyone there is like how are we going to get on insta famous crazy golf you know, we're going to get on Barstool and, you know, people do stupid shit uh, in order to try and achieve that viral um, status, fame, whatever you want to say. So that's definitely part of the problem here. I am with Steve. I think one week out of the year, you know, it is fun. Like, you know, the live people say, you know, crying about how no one was, even though we were all calling it out and saying people are going over the top with the behavior. Um, right. One week out of the year. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel bad for Zach Johnson. He clearly was getting heckled to death and he just looks like a, you know, old noob yeah. saying, don't call me sir, but he's probably in the right. Let's be honest. It's probably some guy right. and in golf tournaments. It's so isolated. Yes. One guy screams out, you're going to hear it. And God knows what the person said. You never see what the person actually said. You just see the, the player reaction to it. So right. I do feel bad for Zach Johnson, believe it or not, even though I kind of, tweeted like six times about it some some memeage but uh yeah i did feel bad for him it's like it's probably all day they're probably in his ear about god knows what good guy too like yeah yeah. right that was like to 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 make jack zach johnson go to that point this iowa nice dude is like what were they saying to him right well and also what would motivate someone to go to a tournament and heckle Zach Johnson? It's not like he was even one of the leaders or anything. Like yeah. maybe if it, if you had a bet or something, well, maybe, maybe that was it. Who knows? Maybe someone had like a matchup bet against him or something. Other than that, like Zach Johnson, like you're going to go after Rose are like, you know, Oh, you lost the Ryder cup team America. You know, you all right. Know. I guess I'm all right. sure that's what was said. You're right. It probably, you're right. It probably was something like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that that's that's too far, but uh, no, I'm with you, Steve. Overall, and CP, I mean, th- these other tournaments just blend together for the most part, and this one, it doesn't, it didn't even matter. It wasn't a signature event this year, right? It still sticks out. Everybody knows it. It's the one where all the fans are there and they go crazy and it's a big party and it's got the great finish it, whatever 18 is too easy but still you had 16 17 amazing couple holes there so it's a it's a cool tournament um yeah i i you just hope that they can keep it 
under wraps a little so it can still be fun for for the people who go i just i i i've never reached a point where i'm so drunk i want to like roll around in the mud or oh it's disgusting just, i don't know how humans get to that point i know it's mostly young people who kind of just don't know how to we all had our dumb moments in college but it's like you got you got to know like i shouldn't be pissing myself right i should be rolling around <laughs> in the mud like i just don't get how you get to that point but then again i'm an old 31 31 yeah. year old, i guess we're all old we're all old <laughs> Uh, all right. So, yeah, we as we mentioned, uh, we've got the guys from Bob Does Sports. Uh, they were at WM Phoenix Open. They were also in the Tito Shorties Classic. Uh, and they're kind of everywhere. And, and by the way, shout out to my one of my boys, uh, Josh Sus- Supsack. He goes on my golf trip with me. He just I told him that I was talking to these guys today. He was so excited. He goes, I was on those guys when they had like under 5,000 subscribers. He's been, and it's true. He's been telling me about them and Fat Perez for years. And so shout out to him. I'm sure they have especially loyal fans. He is definitely one of their most loyal fans. Uh, but anyway, it's fun to uh, chat with these guys. Have a listen to our chat with Bob Does Sports. All right. Welcome back to the Loop Podcast. We're with the Bob Does Sports boys, couple of legends, YouTube legends, Instagram legends, you name it. They're kind of everywhere. All three of them are here, boys. Thanks so much uh, for joining us today. Happy to be here. Thanks for having us. You guys are fresh off. Uh, a, it looks like a full week at the the Waste Management Phoenix Open. How's everybody feeling after uh, Super Bowl Sunday? Uh, Pete, you want to start? I mean, I'm I'm hanging in there barely. It was unlike anything I've ever seen. But uh, FP still trying to get out of Scottsdale now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, pretty envious of you boys sitting on your couches right now. Not gonna lie. <laughs> How, uh, crazy, I, how crazy is that event? I mean, just to to tell people, uh, and it seemed like this year might have even been the craziest yet. It seemed like every ten minutes there was another video going viral of fans fighting or you know, it was, it was, yeah. Tell us what was it like? Well, I thought last year was going to be nuts, which it was because you had the Super Bowl there as well, right? right. But I uh, maybe if anything, it detracted some people from the tournament because this year was like. 10 times crazier, it seemed like, which is hard to even imagine. I mean, we had an awesome setup. We were on the 16th hole. We had a cool suite. But just trying to get in the main entrance, we we couldn't get in. Like, past the 18th hole, it was, like, jammed for, like, 45 minutes wow. just standing. It was it was unbelievable. Um, I think there was a lot of, like, you know, they, they cut off drink sales and stuff like that to kind of, you know, you know, kind of, kind of rally people in a little bit but you know i think unfortunately you see some of the negative aspects on social media like the fighting and stuff because that's what gets highlighted of course but from the people and the interactions that we had aside from some drunk individuals everybody was just really happy to be there um and everybody was super excited for the tournament so from that perspective it was awesome and it was really good but i tell you what after two three days of just that that atmosphere it's it's nice to be home <laughs> you just met, i'm sure all the all the um reactions from from fans in the crowd is is pretty positive for you guys but any any kind of negative you know people overserved kind of giving you giving you guys the business at all or are all positive nothing really we we got a really good fan base where all the interactions we have are, are normally really good and obviously later in the day you know as as the sun kind of goes down you start to see people getting a little loose and and whatnot but 
overall, honest to God, our fans are so good that um, really no no Razin or, or Hecklin or anything well, like that. The only thing I would say is on the sixth uh, on the sixteenth hole on the Wednesday after the pro am, we all had to take a shot on the sixteenth hole. Okay, and I topped the hell out of my shots. <laughs> I did. I did get booed by the crowd, so I would say that would be a negative experience, but rightfully so. <laughs> I think it was deserving based on how bad the shot was that I, I kind of had it coming to me. I got to ask, I, I tweeted something about, I think it was a picture of Jake Owen hitting, and it looked like a tunnel in there, and people were like, oh, that's the camera lens. And then I saw a video of you cold cuts, and I was like, no, I think they were really that close. I can't believe you guys you know, anybody stands kind of in that tunnel. No offense to you guys. I wouldn't want to hit hit out of that either. So what was that like? And, and were you kind of fearing for, for people's lives who were, who were standing there? Well, it was, I mean, I, I shouldn't talk. These guys at least made a golf shot. So they got that and they're, you know, luckily. But um, yeah, there's people everywhere and there's not really, everybody wants to huddle in and see and and, and be close as possible. So yeah, it is nerve wracking. We actually, we had been monitoring our heart rates um, with our, you know, with the whoop devices that we had. And I think, you know, Perez was cool as a cucumber. He was at like a steady, like 80, low low to mid eighties. And Bob and I were shooting over a hundred. I think at one point Bob was at like 112. Or oh, 112. wow. When you get up there and two, the other thing is you're with guys like Nick Saban and Michael Phelps and yeah. like, like actual, like people who like, you know, people in the public eye, and then you're, it just makes it worse. Cause you're like, Oh my goodness. Now all these people are watching and people are taking camera pictures and filming it. It's like, there's drones. It's like, yeah, it was nerve wracking. Yeah. Bob, I think I saw you comment on um, the video they posted and you were like, I don't know how I'm leading off this video or so. It was like, I mean, it's all these big names. Like what's it been like for you guys to kind of make this quick rise and where you're, you're thrown into these where you're one of the celebrities now hitting shots in front of the camera. Yeah. yeah the, the, the tour, they did like a post on Instagram and they, the caption was the stars are out and, yeah. and I'm leading it off. Yeah. Like I just couldn't rat. And then it's like Michael Phelps, Carl right. Lloyd, all these people. So yeah, really, really bizarre. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like Joe said, there were so many people at the tee box, you know, Nick Saban and all these guys that made it really cool. But to be honest with you, I just wanted to get my shot over with so bad so that I could soak it in. Um, Perez was cool as a cucumber. So him, he was totally fine. But I just wanted to get it over with. But yeah, then when you see after you hit the shot, you know, it all over social media and whatnot, it's pretty surreal and and pretty wild. Yeah, I think we found out... Uh... We found out on the the back end, or at least I did. I had somebody send me um, a video on on Golf Channel, so those shots were live on Golf Channel, which I think probably wow. a good thing we didn't know that. Probably a good <laughs> thing we didn't know that on the front end for sure, because um, I think that would have gotten the heart rate up even a little bit more than it already was. That was a really fun experience, though. It's really nothing like I think every golfer watches that atmosphere either on TV or hopefully you know in person one day and wonders what it's like to you know, to hit kind of a shot in front of those crowds in that stadium and, and to have a chance to do that was, um, was, was pretty cool. Right. Guys question you. Sorry, go ahead guys. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. If you want. Well, I was just saying you were asking about the rise. I remember we went, it was my first time going to, you know, the waste management, which they call now the WM Phoenix open, I guess. 
last year and just even trying to get onto the 16th hole was like it was it was tough to get in there and get passes to get in on the 16th hole and then this year the fact that we were you know in a suite there and then we're yeah. taking shots that kind of gives an idea of just like how wild this whole thing has gotten over the right. course of a year and you know really we've only i mean it's been like a couple of years since we really did the start of the channel so it's it's surreal to watch it grow and then you know, it's awesome at the same time to see that the love and, you know, the respect that we get from everybody in there, but it's, it, it doesn't make any sense to be honest. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty much my next question for Perez. I saw you standing off the 10th green last year, just taking in some golf, like on Thursday or something. And now a year later, you guys are playing in the prime, especially for you. I know these two were, were pretty big and, the, and then you joined on. It's been just like kind of to the moon for, for you guys. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of one thing after another that just you know we, it seems like every thing like this that we do just surprises us more and more. Um, it, it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and the the support and the the love from our followers and the people we run into, just you know, in airports, golf tournaments, wherever it may be. Um, you know, we we. <laughs> we have the best job in the world. You know, we get to play golf with each other um, and have a good time and um, bring it to, to everyone else. So for us, it's a, it's a dream to even do what we do on YouTube and then everything else that we get to experience and the interactions we have with, you know, really across the board. It's, it's pretty bizarre, especially, yeah, like from a guy like me coming from the cubicle, um, <laughs> probably, you know, 30 months ago, 24 months ago, um, it's uh it's it's wild you know you you just you wake up every day and you wonder you know if it's it's all just going to be a, a, a dope dream <laughs> but uh we just keep rolling with it yeah no and i was i was just reading bob about you being uh working at the hotel i mean like that it's just amazing and and you were kind of getting big while you were doing that but that you you know w what's that like looking back on that and uh you know Obviously, no regrets leaving a, a normal job for, for what you're doing now, right? Yeah, it definitely not. It, it was a really weird dynamic because, you know, the Four Seasons, they want you to be very buttoned up. And right. um, it, it's really not about you. It's it's about the guests. And uh, I think when, when sometimes people would come in and ask for pictures and stuff, it just kind of caught everybody off guard and, and employees and even myself. Um but, you know, my goal was always that hospitality and, and being around um, type of guests that you're around at a Four Seasons would kind of lead me into entertainment was always the goal. I didn't know it was going to lead then to YouTube or whatnot, right. but uh, definitely no regrets. But, yeah, yeah. just very, very bizarre. <laughs> Speaking of bizarre, Bob, I think we have a couple mutual friends. Uh, does the name Robbie Drexel ring a bell to you that, at all? That's my guy. Yeah. So I was roommates. <laughs> Yeah, look at that. I, I was roommates with Robin in college. I mean, he's he's my guy. Wow. We have a video cir uh, circling around our group chat from way back in the day. It was you and him at my high school during oh, yeah. the summer doing some kind of custodial Olympics or something <laughs> like that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah we were we were janitors at, at Morris Catholic High School. Um, and I'm Jewish, so I don't know how that worked out either. <laughs> but we, uh, during like... I even I want to say it was our break. I don't know what it was, but where the in the cafeteria we did like a, a janitor Olympics. 
Um, and, uh, oh man, it, it was <laughs> definitely not doing our job, but yeah. And then we had put that video out. It was like a janitor combine. Uh, that's yeah, that's, that's my guy. What, what, what a great name drop. Yeah. yeah. That, that and, uh, Nikki Putz, I, I partied with in college at the university. Of Rhode <laughs> that checks out. Yeah. Well, that's that a great name. Nikki yeah. Putz. Yeah. Putz. Yeah. Nikki Putz, who, who we called Chad for a year. Cause that's how he introduced himself. Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> whole different guy, whole different story he's, there. He's a legend. Uh, sp speaking of putts, uh, different kind, it, it seems like when I watch your guys' videos uh, that Perez makes more like long putts than anyone in the history of golf. Like I, how good of your, how good of a putter are you? Uh, I mean, clearly you're, you're like a better putter than Scotty Scheffler. That's for sure. But how good of a, like, where did that come from? And have you always been known as, as this great putter? Yeah. I mean, I look, I'm going to have to preface it with, you know, generally in a lot of our videos and a lot of our formats, I see two putts. From these okay. Guys fair enough. Fair so just some of well, are not always that. good putts. So yeah. Well, yeah. Right. Enough, right. But you learn a little bit. So I'll, I'm going to start there, but, um, but yeah, generally I've, that's, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a tall guy. I'm a big guy, but not a tall guy. Um, so I don't hit the ball a long way. So my short game's always been what's had to keep me in competitive college golf, stuff like that. But yeah, I've always been a, a a pretty good putter. It's usually been the best part of my game. Um, and then, you know, now with essentially playing uh, golf for a living, um, everything's gotten a little bit tighter over the last two years where, yeah, the confidence with the putter um, has has been a, probably an all-time high. Um, you know, I think he – some of these videos that we've done, some of the putts that I can think of, you know, just sort of boost confidence and you feel like you can make everything. Um, but yeah, I, I'm sure these guys on tour, if they got two reads before they hit their putts, they wouldn't miss much. So I'll put my hand up on that one. Where did the Euro come from? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I, <laughs> I got a buddy, so I got to give some love to a buddy back home. Um, just a, a a, a crazy guy that you'll walk down the hallway and you know he's just walking at you you're about to go side and then he hits you with the euro and goes around you so it's something we've kind of always done in my friend group gotcha. um do it in the hallway you know with coworkers and stuff and i don't know i just broke it out one time on the golf course with these guys and they were like i don't know what the hell that was but um you should keep doing that <laughs> and uh now here we are it's kind wow. of a thing wow how hard is it to kind of get used to playing on, on camera regularly? And are you thinking like about the YouTube comments when you're standing over a shot and shooting a video? <laughs> no, I, I think we, I think we, you know, we have kind of gotten used to it. I think early on it was bizarre. I was definitely focused on the cameras, but I think now it's just, it's just kind of what we do and we play plenty of golf together without, um, without them around that it doesn't really feel any different than, than those rounds of golf. And the guys that are behind the camera are our best friends. We travel together. So it's not like it's someone there watching golf that wouldn't be, you know, watching your game that wouldn't ordinarily be there. Um, and no, I don't, I don't think focusing on the comments would do any of us any good. So um, we try to just sort of play in a vacuum and just see what comes out of our mouth. And uh, we got the best editors and producers in the game that, that, uh, you know, make a two and a half hour, two hour, nine hole round. Um, into a funny 40 minutes. Um, they're the best. They're the heroes of this thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cool. I, um, 
I recently was going through my camera roll and I threw it on about my Instagram because I thought it was so awesome was um, videotaping the first round we ever played with Fat Perez was in Pinehurst like oh. four years ago and, and uh, something like that. And, um, you know, in the in the videos I'm watching and I hadn't seen it, you know, we're talking and acting exactly the same way that we are now, um, hmm. which kind of just goes to show that we kind of are who we are. I think sometimes maybe sometimes people think that it's, you know, we're putting on a bit or we couldn't be that crazy or we couldn't be, oh, couldn't be that bad, which we are of all those things. Um, but what we really are is just relatable, I think, which is great. And I think hopefully that will never change that we'll just always act and be ourselves, which thankfully people have seemed to love on camera, which is awesome for us because we get to do this now for a living. Yeah. Well, speaking, I think there's some congratulations in order for you, Cold Cuts, you and uh, Joel Damon, I understand won the third annual Tito Shorty's Classic. Tell us about that event. That's a fun event that's uh, obviously popping up, but you guys got to be involved this year. We kind of got a little lucky that the skins kept carrying over, to be completely honest. Okay, okay. Because Perez was dominating early on, and we had no business even being in it. Um, but that being said, Joel's an awesome guy. Um, I, I've always loved him. Um it was really great seeing, um, you know, the world kind of get exposure to him through the full swing Netflix coverage, just to see what kind of a great person he is and how, you know, he's just such a, such a, an awesome open person and just funny and just treats everybody with respect. Um, so we had good vibes going into it. We had, we had connected a couple times and I had met him at the previous, uh, uh, shorties classic. So we just kind of did our thing and had fun. Um, it was really cool to see how passionate he was because it's obviously the Damon Foundation. It's his own mm -hmm. personal foundation that he's created. Um, and he's had a lot of hardships in his life that he's had to go through. So he's very, very passionate about it. So to see how happy he was to get a couple hundred thousand dollars, go to the proceeds to that charity, he was really excited and happy. So just to be a part of that and to not lose that for him, I was really happy. <laughs> <laughs> Was there any uh, anybody have any side action on on that uh, that little event? I know it was all charity. <laughs> not we that just, I, yeah, not that I know of. Uh, Bob not, and I were not hoping the, not to hit anybody. Yeah, we, that was our focus. <laughs> predominantly, we, there was Tito's. Uh, yeah, I feel like Tito's put up enough money there. We didn't need any side action. Gotcha. That's for sure. Yeah, it's three hundred fifty thousand dollars was going to go to charity regardless, however it was spread. So that was sick. That's yeah, great. Joel kept saying to me at the end too. He's like cold cuts this putt is for like two hundred thousand dollars at the end <laughs> i probably wasn't going to make the putt to begin with but now you tell me that it's like the pressure it's just yeah. like you know there was a lot of pressure around it but it was a lot of fun i will say that uh tito's does an amazing job with that event um this time they had a little bit of adversity because the weather was so bad the, the mm -hmm. day before and leading up to it that they had to kind of make some adjustments but they thought they did a great great job in, in in still making the event happen and everybody had a blast and you know they really don't raise ticket prices or anything it's always been the same they're always going to do it the same so they just want people to be a part of the event and i think people are appreciative because when they go there that you know everything that they get access to and then the food and drinks that they have just with a ten dollar ticket it's pretty awesome obviously you mentioned playing so much golf basically playing golf for a living I imagine that your games have gotten a lot better. What about playing in front of the camera or doing these events like the Pro-Am and everything? How, how has that helped your game? And what, what are all your uh, your handicaps at right now? 
So that's all the game for me. I think I've gotten worse. I, I really, do. <laughs> I really do. I mean, there's times where it looks like, oh wow, you know, Bob's really turning a corner, and then it can all just go south so yeah. fast. Um, but you know, as far as playing in front of people in the programs, I always get the nerves. I think. For me, it's almost better because I focus more. A lot of times when we're doing Bob the Sports episodes, we'll do scrambles and whatnot, and we could, we know we could just always rely on Perez. So I kind of <laughs> just get up there and, and whack at it. But, like, if we're doing, like, a, a, a stroke play or if we're in front of people, for myself to lock in a whole lot more, but the nerves are definitely there. Um, and then handicap, I, this is pretty bad. I got to get an official handicap. I would say oh. I'm about a – I know. it's it's, it's one. Wow. No, people bust my chops for it all the time, especially with now again us doing it for a living. Right. Um, it, it's it's inexcusable. I would say I'm about a fourteen. Okay. Um, but we got to start plugging some numbers in. There's no <laughs> question about it. Very good. You guys have had a ton of uh, amazing guests on your YouTube channel. First question: Who's like a white whale uh, guest on on that channel right now for you guys? Oh, we, we talk about this a lot, actually, internally when we're just sitting around in Airbnbs. It changes around a little bit. I think we have still have a lot of great guests that, that we haven't had. Um, obviously, you know, in the golf world, a, a Jordan Spieth, a Rory McIlroy, a Scotty Scheffler, those are our big names for us. DJ Khaled was probably up there for a, for a while there with that golf content he was doing. He probably still is. Um, and I think this question always is like, you know, other than Tiger, who, who's right, the right, guest right, sure. you want, right? right. Um, so, yeah, I think but we each have kind of different, you know, personal interests when it comes to music and things like that. So our answer from from that type of thing or athletes might be a little different um, just because we have our own, our own allegiances. I'm a huge Bills fan. So, you know, playing with Josh and getting to know Josh Allen is, you know, yeah. to me, I've kind of, I've checked that, that, that box. Right. Um, but Bob is a as a Jets fan. Maybe uh, maybe Joe Namath's up there. I don't know. That'd be a fun round. <laughs> I'd swing him with Joe. Yeah, anytime. We'll we'll play with anybody. We, yeah. we really will. We we will play with anybody. Um, but yeah, a lot of guys out there. I I would think just kind of what Perez said. Not just White Whales, but probably the most fun we've had was that Josh Allen episode. Mm. Um, I don't think we expected to drink the way that we did that episode. And yeah. overall, it's just it was so much fun, and we've kept in touch with those guys. So that. As far as ones we've already had would probably be one of our favorites. I will say too, just to add on to that, um, I think like the transition of the channel moving forward as we start to get in, to know more people in the public eye within sports and and the golf world is to do more collabs because it gives an opportunity for you know our viewers and people to see a lot of these guys in a different light, in a different way than they would see them on TV. And when we play with them, we do have a good ability. One of the things that we are good at is just having a good time. So we kind of bring out the best out of people I'd like to think of. So you get to see, you know, some of these golfers, like for example, when we played with Max Homer, these guys, they're yeah. poking fun. They're having a good time on the course with us. When you see them in person, they're, they're, they're working, right? Essentially right. They're, they're on the job. And so they're dialed in, they're focused. And so you don't see them from that light and it kind of brings a real, human it kind of humanizes them in a in a much better way and people love that so we want to keep doing that i think it's a really good opportunity for us moving forward we just did something with sebastian menescalco who's a very good comedian 
And I think like even doing something like that opens up, you know, kind of the realm where maybe we start doing it, you know, with, you know, celebrities or movie stars or comedians. I think, you know, any of that kind of stuff would be really cool. And I think people would enjoy to watch it. Well, I, I, yeah, I was going to ask you, uh, A, how far in advance do you plan stuff? And B, you got, you just told us about Sebastian, but do you have any really exciting things coming up that you can share? Any any cool projects on, on the horizon? Yeah, we plan. It depends. A lot of times if it's a, you know, with these big guests that we'll have, we'll plan the trip around them. Like if we know that Max Homa wants to play and whatnot, we'll end up planning it kind of around them. I think going back to the Josh Allen thing, I know something that we've wanted to do is run that back and, and do the rematch of that. We were able to beat them the first time. So huh. I know, you know, they're very competitive, so they <laughs> want to run that back. So that's one of the big ones. And then, yeah, we, we pretty much will plan out. Our goal is we pretty much ideally depend on what's going on. We have what we call Bob does sports week and we get all of our videos in there. And then like a few days before the trip, we'll kind of map out what videos we want to do, what concepts we want to do. And then we'll get about a month's worth of content in that week. Okay. Yeah. We've, um, we filmed a rematch with Max Homa. Um, in Scottsdale about a month ago, a little less than a month ago. So that one's going to come out soon. Um, first video is probably one of the best we've put out. So we're excited for the rematch. Um, I would say, yeah, to piggyback on what, what, what Bob said, it would be, we could easily plan out our next 12 months of filming and locations and things like that. Um, but we try to just stay a month or two out because you never know when somebody, I guess, pops out of the woodwork, pops into the DMS and, and has a couple days and we, we want to be able to kind of stay dynamic and stay be able, you know, be able to kind of make things happen and not feel like we're canceling trips on locations, resorts, courses like that. So um, it's, it can be a little bit of a, a rat race, but I mean, I, I tell people it's like, I, I get to plan like a boys golf trip once a month. Like it's, <laughs> it's pretty much, it's like the coolest thing in the world. Like, um, so it, it's, 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 it's a fun thing to have to do for sure. That's why our third co-host is uh, missing this podcast. He's on a yeah. golf trip. Yeah, I yeah. mean, look, there's, there might not be anything better than the anticipation and then obviously yeah. being there. But the anticipation leading in yeah. to a golf trip that you've been planning for six, eight, you know, 12 months, there's, there's really nothing like that. Yeah. Last one for me. I know you guys like a uh, wager. Did we did we win any money last night on the uh, Kansas City Chiefs? Anybody? I'm the coldest gambler on the face of the earth. <laughs> so I, I had the under, which you would think was going to win the whole game. And then, of oh. course, I was on the Niners oh. as well. Yeah, so that game was over. The second I put oh, my no. Niners bet in, the Chiefs had won the Super Bowl in my eyes. I, okay. I, I can't hit anything. I was on Niners, too. I can't. I've, I've lost about seven Super Bowls in a row. It's oh. <laughs> yeah. We've just learned. I've learned you just can't bet against Mahomes. I know. He's he's just too good, um, and he's just. It seems like he's only getting started. You know, this guy's <laughs> mistake by Bob and I betting against him. Me too. I fortunately took took Chiefs money line right before the game, and just for that exact reason, I I I really liked the Niners, and I knew I knew Bob was on the Niners and Jet was on the Niners, so I went Chiefs. <laughs> because they were on yeah. oh yeah and, and i like the niners so if yeah, i like okay, okay. definitely wasn't gonna hit yeah uh all right boys you guys you guys are the best we uh yeah. we enjoy your, your content everyone check it out their youtube channel check out the uh tito shorties classic which i believe is on the pga tour youtube channel thanks again boys uh are you coming out to riv anybody 
I'm, it's right in my backyard now. So Joe's already moved to Jupiter. Um, Perez is getting ready to move to Jupiter. So right now it's still in my backyard until I move. So I think I'll at least stop by um, for a day. I, I love that tournament. Yeah, me too. I'll be out here. We'll uh, we'll have to meet up again. Thanks, boys. Thanks for uh... thanks for having us, guys. All right, great time talking to them. Hopefully, we catch up down road. CP, hopefully, you catch up uh, with Bob at uh, at Riv. At, yeah, I was always his He knew uh, he knew about the gender Olympics. He remembered that. Uh, That's unbelievable. So I because I brought got, up... I got to find the video for you. Guys. Yeah, it's like from two thousand like thirteen, fourteen. Yeah, uh, in my old high school. Uh, with a buddy I used to play football with, it's it's hilarious. It's like very raw, typical early 2010, you know, trying to go viral on YouTube or Facebook or whatever. Um, Amazing. So he's, been, he's been at it for for a very long time, as he said. Yes, yeah, so that means he had a bunch of years where it wasn't going viral, and then all of a sudden it did. And obviously, we had um, you know Jersey Jerry on a few weeks ago. He owes a lot of his success to to Bob. So. Yeah, I'm one of their biggest fans. It pained me not to be on that one. Uh, yeah, I watched watch most of their videos, so it, I'm I'm glad we got them though. That we've been yeah. trying to get them on the pod for about a year. So yeah, no, for for sure, they're they're awesome, and it made sense. It was great timing. So shout out to them. Uh, okay, we need to talk Riviera. Obviously, we need to talk Tiger. Um, CP, I know you haven't really gotten there yet but uh what 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 are you most excited about this week i i mean we talked to you we teased this event you're going to tonight but but just seeing tiger uh teeing it up i assume has uh has people buzzing very excited obviously was at uh pnc where he looked good uh walk was walking nice but that was a flat golf course in florida uh it's going to be very interesting to see both how he plays and, and how he kind of moves around this week that's obviously the the main story, but yeah, excited. I was here last year. It's, you know, for a guy who's trying to go, you know, get numbies on every single tweet, this is the ideal week for that. You know, you, you see Niall Horan, you know, although Tyrrell Hatton's not playing this year, he's obviously over on live, but he was there being, uh, Niall Horan was there being Tyrrell Hatton's manager last year. Uh, right. Rob Lowe was out last year, you know, filming mm -hmm. Tiger Woods. Like there's so many cool little uh, moments like that this week. So excited to capture some of that. But yeah, it's obviously it's obviously all about Tiger this week. All about Tiger. Um, expectations, Steve, CP. What are I mean? What, what are we thinking? I mean, interested to see with this this uh, janky cut. Um, I hope he doesn't miss it. That would uh... that would be tough. Oh yeah, like, I saw people talking about that. Yeah, right. It could be. It, technically it could happen where like one person misses a cut right. and it, it would be absolutely brutal if, if it was him but uh if he's the only one i would imagine just let him play the weekend like like let's go back to just last week not to uh you know because he's going to be a legend but nick dunlap he finished dead dfl in his pro debut if there had been like a two-round cut and it's i mean he would have possibly been the one guy who gets cut so for people who don't know i think it's I think it's T top 35 in ties, but it's also anyone 50, with a shot 50. top 50 in ties out of 70. Guys. Unbelievable. And and it's anyone within 10 shots. So you could just have a tie for 50th that's 15 places long, or you could have, you know, tie for 45 makes the cut, but then the leader is only eight under and you got the bottom of the board at two over and, and you get in the mix. So it's unusual, but is it? Hey, look, this is for all the people who they need to see a cut, guys. We need a cut. We can't have these no cut events. 
And last year, like the drama of Tiger trying to make the cut, like sort of made, you know, Friday that that was oh yeah for sure awesome TV. So you're that's kind true. Of that I, I'm a pro cut guy, so uh, I wish it was a bigger field. I wish it was a more real cut, but yeah, it's it's still gonna be great. It's still great. Hey, look, he's barely played in any real events since the car crash, but he's made the cut. I think in four out of five or something. And the only one was the, the British Open at St. Andrews, obviously. And if it weren't for hobbling around, you know, he falls off on the weekend. I mean, you're right. I think you're right, Steve. There was the, it was Riv, I think, right, where he birdied the last to make it or something. But other than that, he made it comfortably at these other ones. And it's just on the weekend, he couldn't do it. So we got to see if he can do it for four days. I, I think he'll make the cut. I mean, I, he he's just so good. I he just, he's got the shots. He's got... You know, maybe he'll be rusty with the short game. We'll have to see that. But um, I'm told he's been practicing quite a bit at Medalist. Um, there we go. Inside sources. He's been playing a lot of golf. So optimistic there. I wonder if we'll get a uh, a line on him making the cut. I'd imagine it'd be, you know, with this short field, it'd be like minus 250 or something like that. But we'll yeah. 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 I, I would, I would probably bet on him making the cut unless yeah. the. Unless the number's crazy. Um, all right, let's see. Who else uh, we're looking? Obviously, Scheffler is the favorite once again. Uh, you got Rory, Hovland. Wow, big big news. The Hovland and Xander uh, late WDs last week had people speculating. Uh, they are in the field this week. Obviously, that was more of a scheduling thing. I think Xander was going to play like five events in a row if he had played last yeah. week, you know, which, which is a lot. Victor has not played as much, so it was a little weirder. But um, anyway, he's back. You got Ludwig uh, coming off that close call of Pebble. Um, what do you guys think? What are you guys looking at this week? Uh, have you got any texts from Digor? You got you got to let me know when you get these texts. I know, not yet. Early Monday. Um, I think we're still lick, licking our wounds from uh, CY. My, the number that stood out to me, I can't believe it's this low. Is Adam Scott at thirty-five to one? Because he made the call last week, but didn't play particularly well. Oh, I guess he had a hot Sunday. So, yeah, he, he played well yesterday. Yeah, I had him outright. Um, so I'm going to stick with him. It seems like the odds makers are, are very scared of him, even in this elite field, 35 to 1. Kind of crazy. Uh, he obviously has the win here when it was a shortened event. Uh, so Scott is interesting to me. Tagala, also interesting, coming off you know an emotional weekend um i wonder if that'll be a factor for these guys who played in you know how tired they're going to be especially the older guys sure the i mean 4 a.m wake up every day uh i don't know yeah i don't know how i feel about anyone that that just played obviously it's a short short trip so uh but still that's that was a that was a long week yeah today will be a rest day for all of them i'm sure by the way nick taylor it's crazy he was it was different a couple of places, obviously, but I saw 110 or 120 to one. So the streak is continued six yep, weeks in a row of a hundred or higher or whatever you want to say odds winning. So I'm, I'm looking down at the hundred guys and Start at the triple digits. Yeah. Tiger Woods, 130 to one. There we go. Right there. Uh, you got the uh, pooch 150, Charlie Hoffman, 150. He was 300 to one. I saw him as high as 450 to one last week um it's just amazing these long shots cp i mean like it, it we keep saying okay the cream has to win this week and you would think this week riviera signature event it would have to but 
it's it's unbelievable these long shots they're 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 on fire this year yeah and i haven't been betting any of them and i like of a few this week so i would imagine that one of the elite guys will win once i <laughs> get away from the top of the board but yeah like christian bezadenhote down here has had an amazing start to the year yep not best uh record here but uh playing so well you'd think this would be a decent track for him. Uh, Keegan Bradley at 80 to one's got some nice history here. Very nice. Well, played really well at Pebble at Sony. You know, we know he's been playing very well of late. Jason Day's a name I like this week. 55 to one. It looks like right here. He's got some decent course history here. Uh, but the guy you mentioned, I'm kind of torn. I'm definitely going to do somebody at the top. Um, and it's Canley or, or uh, Ludwig here at 18 to one. Uh, hmm. Ludwig, I mean, talk about red hot. Uh, probably, probably might have had a legitimate chance to win Pebble. Um, yeah, has a couple wins recently, so I like him. And then Patrick Cantlay at eighteen to one. I'm gonna decide between Aubert or Cantlay at eighteen to one. I think those are the two uh, best plays up top. Might be more Akawa for me at twenty to one. Good, good history here, ball striker. Um, yeah, yeah, you have to think that one of these elites are gonna get it done. I don't know the way that Scheffler's hitting the ball. It might just be him, but I don't know on these uh, Poa greens. Mm. I don't know if you can trust him. It it will be Scheffler because in my pick him thing now that whoever it's the first pick will pick him and he's going to win and they're going to take the whole pot. So it probably will be Scheffler. Um, obviously Homa, Mr. California, a lot of guys. I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's just tough with all these big. I like Day. I like Day that CP brought up. I think that's a that's a nice play down there. Uh, Matsuyama did okay last week. I mean, I guess he fell off on the weekend a little, oh, but yeah. he was he was kind of in the mix through two rounds, and he's sixty five to one. Um, you know, and I love Keegan. I like Keegan, so maybe I'll sprinkle a little with a few of those guys. I'm I'm not going to go over a hundred to one, even with this ridiculous streak, but. Uh, and shout out to Nick Taylor. He's now 90 to one. So he's on, he's under a hundred, but um, yeah, this has just been kind of a brutal start for, I think most golf gamblers who are at least betting outrights because you just, there's not been a lot of guys who bet any of these guys. Let's be honest. I mean, it's, it's not a who's who um, who's been winning these events. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Hopefully you got a more of a star studded board there, CP. Yeah. That'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, all right. What other plans do you guys have this week while you're traipsing around Gallivant? Caledonia on Wednesday. Ah, a favorite. I, yep. I've only played it once and I was in college. We did it. There's a golf class at Penn State. So it was like my junior year and there was a spring break trip down to Myrtle. And that was before I was, you know, really into golf. Yeah. Uh, so I'm so excited to see Caledonia. Again, I played True Blue. Um, and my buddy Eric. Yes bachelor trip a couple years ago but nice um man so pumped that caledonia was on my list of bucket list courses i want to play in 2024 so we're already checking one off Woo! very nice checking one off in, in february good job and cp you got the you got the big event tonight anything else uh planned Just um sites little stargazing <laughs> hollywood I'm gonna hit up some spots my uh my sister's picked out um yeah, Thursday and Saturday, and then hopefully gonna get a beer or two with our boy Todd, your boy Myers, your your partner Todd Leonard will be out here. Oh, Todd, of course. Yeah, and I know our uh, our social 
social guy will Irwin will be out here too so we'll i just saw he had the fly, the uh, airplane emoji by his uh slack so i yeah. figured i thought i put two and two together there okay and it's we'll, danny we'll season too I, yeah we'll see if danny has danny. a minute a minute to spare for his old uh his old friend this week we'll see he might not be he might be in like full full swing mode like yeah. with it coming out or, or or whatever uh but yeah you'll see all right wow so you you might make a few connections out there we'll see um all right good stuff as always uh we will uh we'll hear a full report from you next week of course steve have a great trip obviously down there enjoy caledonia uh Everybody listening, thank you. We really appreciate it. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Thanks as always to our producer, Greg Gottfried. Thanks to the Bob Does Sports guys. Thanks to our sponsor, G4, as well. Um, and uh, please check back next week. I'll let you know my, uh, my knee surgery. See ya. Woo. Oh, I'm eating chips and guac for lunch, too. Uh, day after Super Bowl party, so.